Welcome to Drama Candy, your neighborhood how you cast. The person you're hearing right now is India from at Dramaversal on Twitter. That person over there is Cheryl from at Shellfornia, also on Twitter. This is the final one, guys. This is the final Drama Candy. Let's make this good. Um, I don't actually know who's starting this week. <laughs> Since it's been once weeks. <laughs> it's been weeks. Actually, I know how to check. Let me oh, see oh, here. Oh. It is... Actually, it's you. It's me. You are starting. Yes. Oh, man. Let me tell you, you guys. I came to a um, thought the other day that I now live in a world where some people don't remember the show Strongheart. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. And I came to this realization because Lee Dong-wook is going to host his own talk show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't remember that. He used to host Strongheart for a tick. <laughs> but can I counter it to be fair? Yeah, you know, not a lot of people watched it at that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I I can kind of forgive for that one because I didn't even watch it. But I've already made it clear. I'm not a fan of host Yi Dong Wook. I love Yi Dong Wook, but I'm not a fan of host Yi Dong Wook. Yes. But that's just me. But yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> so if they don't remember because of that, then but... cool. But if you're an Lee Dong-wook fan, you know that he, he did host um, Strongheart after Lee Sung-gi left the show um, for a time. Um, I guess they, I think they might have changed concepts as well. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't, you know, it just went all downhill. Let's be real. Um, it was kind of like, it was a weird thing where like, I didn't watch it that much, but when I did, it felt like they felt like his presence classed up the show a little bit. So they tried to go a little bit more of a classy route. And the episodes that I saw, it just seems like they just spent a lot of time, like complimenting him the whole time. And he was just kind of I mean, there. It's, it's like, not that hard. It's not that hard at all. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Strongheart kind of went through this kind of phase where, you know, uh, Kang Ho Dong was the, the host before and then like uh he had some tax issues and i guess that's when around that time he just kind of they just kind of x'd him out of everything it took him years to come back but he did because almost all you know men who have had some controversy in korea usually comes back it's just i don't know if that's how the world works oh wait anyways (laughs) (laughs) But it was Kang Ho Dong, Lee Sung Gi, uh, Lee Dong Wook only did it for one year, and then Shin Dong Yup did it for one year as well, and then they ended the show. Um, but going back to um, this talk show that he's hosting, apparently mm-hmm. one of his first guests is going to be Gong Yu. So if you want to relive the best part of Goblin, you should watch that show. What? Did you want to say something? Um, I, I, well, there's nothing to say because I agree with you. I mean, my only, honestly, my only question when I saw this was like, is Susie coming? If Susie comes on, that would be amazing. Because I want to know. If she comes on, I want to know what that chemistry would be like. If there is any chemistry and whether they're really willing to finally put out on the table what the hell that was, those rumors were. <laughs> I need them to set that straight because we never got a true answer. Not really. We got rumors, but we yeah. never got 
a straight up explanation of whatever it was they were doing. People kept saying they were dating. We never saw them, Cheryl. We Man, never saw we them. We never saw them. <laughs> and it's kind of scary with Susie because Susie is like one that fits in the, to that national, you know, uh, girlfriend, national girlfriend role. First and love. Whenever kind of thing, you yeah. have a national girlfriend, they always put them in a relationship to test the waters and then they yeah. pull back out. You'll see this with, um, Unfortunately, it also kind of happened with, uh, like, I think IU it's happened with. Um, I don't know if it happened with Sully, and I don't want to really, you know, tarnish anything with her. But, you know, when she was Mm -hmm. dating, you know, because she was a child actress. And so it's just like another one of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, What's her name? Uh, Moon Gun Young? Is that Mm -hmm. her name? You know, mm-hmm. when she was dating Kim Bum for a time, it was just like, you know, and she was definitely a, a national, you know, girlfriend. And it's just like they test the waters and then suddenly they come back and they're single and made accessible to, uh, how can I say it? The Korean male gaze, I guess would be. <laughs> yeah, I a, guess. The unfortunate name for it. Um, so, yeah. Um that's what sucks about being like re- a really popular female entertainer is that they put them in these kind of roles and relationships and um, kind of dream girl qualities that I wish they would get them out of, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, it's, it's difficult because I don't know if there's, necessarily anything wrong with being in that role i think it becomes an issue where the audience expects you to always be in that role and so you're not given the opportunity to actually grow or to be an adult that you know i think that has relationships that like is capable of having a family and you know having a life that doesn't revolve around this perfect image and so like i think there i think there is a time where it does help to be the nation's first love or it does help to be the person that everybody wants to date and everything. I mean, I think there's a lot of money in that, but then when like that, when you're 16 or 17 or something like that in the public eye, it's cool. Even if you're in your early twenties, cause you could be in your early twenties and you look like you're 16. So that's cool. But when you're like 30, <laughs> I know. Still, and, like, and, oh. and unfortunately when you hit like the thirties, especially for actresses, you suddenly get into this phase where you're only going to ever be this single actress. Right. And if you, and uh, time and time again, if you get married, you kind of disappear from the spotlight, you know? Right. right. So that's another weird thing that happens and you know after almost it'll be 10 years for me this year watching dramas and you know and whatnot not much has changed (laughs) no 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 yeah there's always going to be the the ingenue that comes in and you know it just cycle continues yep Mm -hmm. now 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 let's go into a little bit of fuckery (laughs) okay which you know k-pop um so it looks like on november 7th yg and cl were going into some negotiations to renew her contract and then on november 8th she was released from yg which free at last (laughs) i know girl good for her and cl for me has been one of those like um 
artist that has just been on the cusp. Like she had been afforded all these opportunities, but was only able to go about 50% with all of them. Right. And it's because she wasn't 100% with all of them. And I think, right. you know, you've seen her do some like weird stuff, like some of the Diplo collaborations, the, the Black Eyed Peas stuff, showing up at a Kanye service. Like there's just some stuff that didn't feel inherently CL to me. Yeah. It was inherently Scooter Braun. That's why. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> the scoops. um so i hope that with her newfound freedom that she goes in a direction that she can go in creatively and i don't want it to be like very 21 i want it to be cl so you know i think she's very capable and i this is my dream this is my dream you guys gd is out Maybe GD should leave YG as well, and then they do a collaborative single together. I don't know. Think about it. Think about it. I, she's collaborated with some of his best songs ever. Okay, maybe not ever, but she's collaborated with him before. Um, mm-hmm. YG isn't exactly the place to be. Um, no. And yes, I did rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I just want that to happen. And so I'm putting it out into the drama candy universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Honestly, maybe it will. anybody that can jump the YG ship, they need to be jumping. If you can get out, listen to me. No one from YG listens to this. But if you happen to be listening or you know someone who is part of YG, please tell them to get out. Yeah. There's no point. If you can get out. Please get out. The Ajima in the cafeteria, get out. So, it, yeah, just if you valet over at YG, go get ahead. And, there's uh, there's plenty of places to valet. Yeah. Just it's just not worth it. Because no matter how I think about it, Cheryl. Because I was thinking, I was like, how can YG come back come back from all of this? <laughs> at this point, they would literally have to do a completely rebrand. I mean, I'm saying, I, I mean, like changing names. I'm talking about new administration and like YG would not be YG anymore for them to get from under this. And that's happened before. There was a, and I'm going blank on the name. There's an actual airline that sometime in the eighties or something like that, they used to have crashes like back to back is bad. And so they completely rebranded themselves, like changed their name, got new leadership, changed, you know, their name on the planes and everything. And I forgot, I'm sorry, I'm going blank on it, but I think they're still in operation. But that was the only way they were able to get away and obviously stop having crashes. That was the other big part of it. Um, But We just upped our safety too. (laughs) Yeah, just just a little bit. Um, Stop that whole thing. Yeah, but I that's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, YG would literally have to do a complete rebranding. Like you like you would not even be able you would have to not be able to recognize YG as YG anymore. And until they do that, anyone who's under them, there's no hope. There's cuz it's just going to follow come back you. as GY. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You had to just Which almost sounds like you know, a question. Why? G, G, why? <laughs> That's why I was cracking up when Tot was discharged and he, people were telling him like, don't come back or anything like that. He was like, I'm not coming back. Like, 
I'm like, Top doesn't care about coming back. Like, yeah, he's still in the in the doghouse, but it's just like, what am I going to come back to? I'm as far as we know, he's still under YG. Like, what's he going to do? He's work with them right now. Yeah. What's he going to do? He's like, I'm he's just like, gonna I'm sit not... here. I got plenty. Yeah. Of, I got plenty of chairs, museum quality, and yeah. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. He's fine. All his artwork. He's that's he's got stuff to do. He does not care. Yeah. No. <laughs> Speaking of other former YG artists, Minzy has also, um, this happened in late October, has also, um, is trying to terminate her contract with her current company. Um, and she's trying to sue them, I think. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's asking for 50 million won from Mm. the company that she was in. So, Hmm. um, I guess we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. That's not very much. I mean, 50 million won, that's what, like, give or take. Like 50,000 bucks or something. Yeah, like $50,000. I mean, way less than that. Well, not yeah. way less, but significantly less than that. You would think she'd be asking for more. Not that that's something to sneeze at, but, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, good, good luck to her on that one. I mean, I hope so. Um, and then let's go into a couple more YG artists. We know that uh, GD was released in late October. Released. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discharged is actually yes. what I should have yes. said, not released. Well, but he was fine. discharged. There was 3,000 fans waiting for him, to which I'm like, good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was 3,000 fans waiting for Did you hear about the whole thing where they had to, like, change where, the location he was being discharged? And they had asked people not to come because they were like, there's literally an African... What is it? An African... I don't want to say African plague, but it was like an African something. And it was like a disease that was like a spread. There was like an outbreak or something like that in the area where he was supposed to be discharged. And they were like, please fans do not come because there's literally something going around. We we don't want you to be sick. (laughs) And then they had to change it to a different location because they were like, people are still going to come, but we don't want to be responsible for people being sick. Oh man. (laughs) Freaking stupid, freaking measles. No, I'm just kidding. I have to find out what that was, but yeah, it was African something. It just doesn't sound good. Anytime there's an outbreak, it doesn't sound good. No, it's it's not good at all. Mm -mm. Um, uh, let's see. Today, I don't even know what day it is. Oh, it's the ninth. So that means within the next twelve hours or so, Taeyang will be um discharged from the military as well. And um, you know, of course, some fans are just like the happiest person is going to be Min uh Min Hyorin. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, sure, she'll be happy, but I'm sure she was still seeing her man on a regular basis again. Going into the military is not like you're going to jail. You know, hell, people in jail get visitors. Like, <laughs> it's not like they stuck them in a biosphere for two years. Oh, uh, they make it sound like they never see them. It's, uh, you know what? Okay, let's just. You guys go ahead and think that. That's it's one of my pet peeves about the military. It is because literally. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't. They're not. They don't even go. They barely go. Not a lot of them go to different countries. I know some do, but a lot of them just go to the countryside and hang out. <laughs> I mean, not hang out. They work, but <laughs> whatever. Anyways, and then the day after that, Daesung, uh gets discharged. So 
Um, the man who will not be named is the last one that needs to go in. But other than that, Big Bang is almost all done with their military stuff, which is almost kind of weird because Super Junior apparently is done with all their military stuff. And I'm just like, wow, or or just about to get done. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I've been fans of these bands long enough to have all the members finish their service. That's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in uh, some new K-pop weird news that I just don't really know what's going on because just everybody tweets hashtags about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, Ujin of Stray Kids left, or formerly of Stray Kids, he left the band say, citing personal reasons and JYP terminated his contract. That felt like a fairly peaceful mm-hmm. release as far yeah. as people leaving bands um the most impactful one or the most publicized one is Wanho of Monster X being terminated from his contract um and that whole thing is a shit show and um i was going to try to get a friend of ours Liz to maybe pop in for that but I've been working a lot and I forgot. So maybe we'll create a thread on the drama candy side and have her kind of voice her uh, thoughts about that. But what a shit show <laughs> that is. And for me, I, I, I just want him back in the group. Cause really, honestly, it doesn't really like whatever happened. I feel like is just so far in the past when you have people like MC Mong, doing all kills on the charts, you know, and he's been doing well for the last couple of years, you know, with something I think societally was more wrong than what Wanho did. I just don't understand. And the fans want him back really Mm -hmm. badly. So it's interesting to see how this plays out. I feel like there's a lot more politics involved, obviously, but whoo, my timeline's been a mess. And I'm actually, I, I hate to say it, you guys, I hate the hashtags. I really do. <laughs> I just hate them so much. <laughs> but, so one whole thing, that involved, was that the one that also involved the same girl that was in the whole marijuana thing with Top? Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, she's making her rounds. Okay, got it. Which, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's good that she's exposing people. And then at the same time, I'm like, but yeah, but who is she? Like, you know, she just comes off as like a rich girl that didn't get what she wanted. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I'm like, I, first of all, she's not, if she was revealing that he was hurting people or he was like disrespecting people in a way that what they like to call if she was practicing what they like to call pro-social gossip then i would be like okay like these are things that we need to be aware of as a public but like it's not even that like you're bringing up this guy's past because he owes your lover money is that is that what was basic something about money and i'm just like about owing money like five years ago or something like before he was a trainee it's ridiculous i i don't even know why She's never actually stood for anything ever, so I don't. I'm not interested in giving her any pats on the back for anything. And she's made it very clear that she it has 
I don't know how, but she has some type of immunity that makes it so that she can do this kind of stuff and then go right back to her happy, peaceful life, whatever that is. So I'm just like, you know, she showed those texts where her mom supports her and she's like, yeah, I support you and keep fighting. And I'm like, what is she fighting for money? (laughs) It's so bizarre. I don't understand. Yeah. Like you're doing amazing, sweetie. It's so stupid. (laughs) it's stupid i mean i just don't i just don't understand it and anytime anything involves her i'm just like i just roll my eyes that's why i'm like i barely literally rolling eyes all the time i saw her name and i was like oh my god yeah Yeah. and And she presents herself does it benefit her like yeah i I just need to know and she presents herself as some like social justice warrior and i'm just like i do you know what? what that means obviously not (laughs) like you know iu has done more for feminism in korea Mm -hmm. than than this girl has ever done in a little speck of a tweet yeah yeah it's really sad so i'm like so she just destroyed she destroyed his career and then also wasn't she going after shonu I believe so, or some, something was going on with Shonu as well, and I'm just like, that, yeah. this is too much for me. As a K-pop a fan, I, I mean, like, I, I feel for you mom babies out there. I think you guys are super strong, and this is a lot to deal with, but yeah. it's exhausting for me, and I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, it say. just serves as a reminder, like, I never want to be famous. No, thank you. I am totally fine the way I am with my privacy, and I don't need anyone to treat me like well, I am somehow important. And it also important. kind of shows how crazy <laughs> it is, like, in Korea as compared to here, because this would be kind of like a a brush off of anybody's shoulder. Like, oh, you owed money? It. We'd talk about it for, like, three or four days, and then, you know some new photo shoot would come out on a magazine from somebody else and it's a new story, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in Korea, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes a lot of it's just trying to distract from real issues, which I know happens here a lot as well, but it's, we have such a, I mean, our country is so multifaceted that we have news coming at all ends, all angles, all types mm-hmm. that it's not as like, I don't want to say home homogenous but it isn't so one story here one story here like it is in korea or something like that Hmm. interesting i'm thinking about what you're saying i i i I hear i hear what you're saying yeah well i mean especially especially (laughs) from me as an outsider like looking into korea where that's and you know we're looking at uh a country that also controls what the, what gets put out into the media a lot more than, you know, uh, the fake news here in the United States. You know, hmm. it's very much like a lot of, like, the news is controlled out there. So, you know, we Wait, all... you don't think the news is controlled here? The, the news is controlled here, but not as much yeah. as Korea, I would say. Oh, you think it's more controlled in Korea? Okay, oh, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I think, I think it's... I think I think the same shit happens in both countries, but I think our society has different buttons that we have a lot more tr- buttons. That are, yeah, we have different buttons that trigger certain reactions. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Like if this same story with Juan Ho happened over here, no, nobody would give a shit. Absolutely not. But if she had said, "Well, five years ago, Juan Ho." I don't know, 
took a girl behind a dumpster or you know i mean i'm, I'm sorry I, I that's 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 harsh but i'm just saying like if it was one of those then yeah everybody would be freaking out and it would be a big and it should be a big big issue but i think it's just about the buttons because it's like i'm not saying that yeah. korea wouldn't respond the same way but because korea there's a little bit more sensitivities there and they have a we're a little bit more lenient here than they are there with marijuana and all this other stuff i think it's just culturally i think it's just different but i don't I don't think as far as news is concerned, I think there is, there's, there's some control stuff there that, that happens. It's just, we as a society react differently to different things. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) But I think, I think this is, I think it's as an American, I definitely think it's stupid. But again, as I always say, I have no interest in forcing my cultural views onto another culture. That's just not cool. So hopefully that will get worked out. And I, I don't think he's going to be able to come back to Monster X. I think it's done. I think that's a business decision. I think that's done. But maybe he'll get like a solo career or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. I wonder if Sai's looking for anybody. You think Sai would sign him? Sai seems to he just doesn't care. Sai's <laughs> like, Let I'll me... take you. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys, let's talk about Sai and what is it? D Nation or whatever? Okay. That Jesse video with Jay Park or that Jesse song. Oh. I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, girl. What? It's just, it's just, I'm just going to say it simply. I think it's trash. And I know a lot oh. of, it's just, oh. I just, where's the line about the Crips in that song? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, that's never something you want to hear. Where's that line about the Crips? <laughs> Jesse J. Park Crips. Let's see. I, let me tell you something. What I just typed into Google search is those are words I never thought <laughs> that I would ever, ever type into Google search. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You ain't fucking with my drip, yeah. Diamonds blue like a crip, yeah. And then, and then there's an artist out of, um, I believe out of the UK called, uh, Diana, who did a video and apparently whoever worked on, um, Jesse's video jacked scenes from her video for Jesse's video. Like, like down to the shoes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, let me People talk. are lazy. And it's just another case of just copying black culture, you know, for yeah. your own benefit. And for sure. I, I'm fucking sick of it. Like, I really, I'm just, and I'm not, and you guys know, I'm not even black. I'm just sick of seeing you know asians and white people just copy black people and not give them the proper respect and credit they're just like oh oh uh, my director did that and i'm like that's fine mm-hmm. whatever and then you see the director and but that's what it's, that, it's ben <laughs> that drives me crazy because i'm like oh it's somebody they do that stuff for that like oh like people are in an uproar about something like this that comes up and they're like, Oh, well that wasn't my decision. That was the director's whatever. I'm like, but girl, you was on the set. So I don't understand. Like, like you were you there were on the set. And did this feel Korean to you at all? <laughs> it's very, it's very odd. And you already know how I feel about him. So I'm just kind of like, I, 
I mean, it's exhausting. It's almost laughable at this point. It is. It's laughable to watch you, to watch people. Somebody said, you know, they always say like they want black culture. They don't want black people, which is very true. As somebody else put it, they want, you know, they want the rhythm. They don't want our blues. And it's just like, it's, it's constantly, but I think more with the Korean artists, when this stuff happens, it's like, it's not even about the blues. You don't want to see us. But you are willing to take everything, everything else and remove us completely from the equation as if everybody and their mama doesn't know where you are getting that stuff from. It's like, oh, it's just, it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. That's why I'm cracking up. I'm like, you're saying you're tired of it, girl. Imagine. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> imagine and the thing is that I can't imagine, you know, I am a woman of color, <laughs> but I am not black. And if, if I'm only feeling one tenth of what a black person feels, I, I can't even, I just, uh, it just, uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> just, I can't even, uh, it's just so hard for me. It's just so hard for me to just see stuff stolen and I just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I just get really bothered by it and it makes me overly emotional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm at a point where it's like, it's, I'm past getting frustrated by it as far as I'm like, this kind of stuff is, like I said, it's lazy. It's, and at this point it's just boring and pathetic because you're just like, you don't actually want to put any creative energy into what it is that you're making. But at the same time, you're willing to violate people who've created the culture that you're stealing from. And so it's just like, you don't even, your laziness go so far as to just be that disrespectful and it's it's laughable and then you want to be considered an artist you want to be considered a f- somebody worth talking about no yeah. <laughs> in a positive way no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it like you take it somewhere else but that whole excuse oh that wasn't my decision it was my director girl you were sitting right there you was in it you was in the set you knew you should have been asking some questions and being like yeah. oh this ain't gonna work yeah stop it stop yeah. Stop. Stupid. It's just, yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure, and I'm sure Jesse worked really hard to get her butt naturally. <laughs> God no. help us. Anyways, Ugh. that's all I got. Whew. What is Jess? Who is, I'm trying to remember who Jesse is. Hang on. Jesse was in, um, unpretty, um, oh, that's, a, well, that's a shame. I do like her, but she already is kind of doing, she got a little bit of like a Kardashian kind of Nicki Minaj wannabe kind of thing going on with her anyways. But also like when she <laughs> what's, speaks. What's funny about that is that you have somebody who wants to be black. <laughs> yeah. And then you have somebody who is black. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad because I, I feel like I've seen interviews with her and I feel like personality wise, she seems cool. But at the same time, you could tell like, oh, whatever you actually are, you don't want to be that. And what you want to be is something you're willing to take from other cultures. And it's just like, it's kind of sad. Like you just, she just and strikes me somebody who doesn't want to be who but she I'm, is. But I'm also American, you know, like that card where it's just like, but in America, we, you know, I'm American. So I have this leeway and it's just like, yeah, but you're only popular in Korea. So let's, let's yeah. just, you're still jacking it. Like. It's a shame because I, I actually, I, I find her funny. She says some funny stuff and she she's had some, some really good stuff. interviews. I loved, I love a lot of her OST songs, but man, yeah. sometimes her attitude, like, 
like on her when she does her IG lives and like, you know, she'll get her trolls in there and like sometimes mm-hmm. she'll have a troll that goes in there and goes, you want to be black so bad? And then she'll just be like, what do you mean? And then she'll like go <laughs> off and it's just like, it makes her look even worse. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a hard one, but you know, I, I'll have to, well, no, I won't. I was going to say, I'll have to check out that video later on. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not going to check it out. That's good. <laughs> that's good. As far as what you've told me, that's enough for me. <laughs> oh, I mean, Lord you know, us. ever since she's, you know, she's been very public about having like, you know, fake boobs and everything, man, yeah. this one. That video is just like, yes, yes, we know you have fake boobs, but yeah, she's like, I paid for these. I'm she's show like, them I off. paid for these. You can't even see the scars. <laughs> she's very proud of herself. So Man. proud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, There's I'm not. That. I'm not. Look, I mean, she does have a beautiful body, but sometimes I'm just like, you're taking these beauty standards that. Korea puts and it's just like it's just really hard to like you know you hear about like young women talk about how they feel ugly because they watch television all these people like you know easily get plastic surgery because they're rich and it's just like you're putting these like really unrealistic ideals to young women and it's just it's just I don't know it's just weird to me I've never, but then again, I've never felt pressure, even though Hollywood, Hollywood totally does it here. So, Mm -hmm. but in Korea, it feels like it's a lot more different. Yeah. The body dysmorphia is more accepted and widespread in Korea than it is here. Yeah, I, I can see. I think their plastic surgery numbers are definitely higher than ours, which is saying a lot. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'd be interested to see the age difference. Yeah. You know, because I don't think it started, you know, starts as young as they do out here. Yeah. Than they do in Korea. So. Oh, probably. Yeah. I would be interested to see the the age statistics, because when you see a lot of um, YouTubers, like Mm -hmm. the the non-Korean YouTubers do plastic surgery and they're all under the age of like 25. Yeah, they're really maybe yeah. under the age of 30 and they're doing plastic surgery. And I'm like thinking, you know, in America, they would never do that because <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, fucking 25. They're still like, we're still growing and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, girl, you haven't even let gravity take over just a little bit before you got that boob job. Yeah. Just like let gravity, you know, work a little like, bit. I like promise we, you. I think a lot of us were surprised when uh, Kylie Jenner started doing all her shit because she was like 17, 18 when she started getting a lot of her work. And yeah. and that was like shocking to a lot of us because we were just like, we, yeah. you know, when the Kardashians first, when Keeping Up with the Kardashians first started, she was like 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, I forget. I mean, what? She's only what, like twenty? She's like 22? 22, 23 now. She's still really, really young, and, and I, it's she, easy she, to forget that she looks like a whole different person. <laughs> she does, absolutely. Rise and shine. Sorry. Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm done. Sorry, sorry, that went on a tangent. And you know what? That's to be expected here on Drama Candy. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's the last episode, but why should anything change? It's all good. Exactly. Um, all right, let's see here. Drama stuff, drama stuff. 
Okay, so we have to start where I usually start anyway. <laughs> so Shinwa's Eric and Go On He have been confirmed for Channel A's new romantic drama, um, unique. Well, it's people are saying it differently, but it's like unique Chef Moon. Also, you could say eccentric Chef Moon. It's 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 a lot of it's a play on words. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, this is supposed to air in March of next year. Of course, it is because when else would March come? Um, there wasn't also <laughs> there was there's another title. It's a literal title. I have not seen this title. I just saw it, but apparently another title for it is called Vacation in My Own Way. I don't know what that means, but I always try to do the literal translation of of titles or any version of the title for drama because normally it may not make sense now but it will make sense later on and it actually tells you a lot about the plot as the show goes on and then you look back and you're like oh that's why it was called that so vacation in my own way i'm sure that'll come in handy later on uh basically this is a healing rom-com it's about a star chef who's played by eric of course who meets a famous fashion designer who basically loses her memory and turns the chef's life upside down i did not want him to take this i'll be honest but i understand why he took it because this falls right in line with his brand because eric's kind of been like since he's been doing the variety show he's kind of like the cook right like people love him being the cook they love him trying to you know be in the kitchen and do all that stuff so it falls right in line with his brand so i get it and then also he gets to play the typical sundry character that he loves playing i was just thinking about eric not too long ago and i was like literally if you look up the definition of sundry like eric would be like right there it's just like a guy that at first comes off as really grumpy and really like just seems like he doesn't like you and then as time goes by you get to see that he has a heart and that he's actually very caring and then you fall in love with him and then you know the cycle continues so this is all there i get why he took it it's a channel a drama which i don't know about you i don't know if i've ever seen a channel a drama that i've liked of course it's a young channel so you gotta give it time like channel a dramas kind of start good and then we forget that we were watching it on channel a and then we stop (laughs) yeah yeah channel a is still trying to um i don't really know what their tone is channel a like i don't get what they're going for i think right now they're just like we're young channel and we gotta figure out how to stay afloat and that's pretty much all that they know um but i hope this helps them since eric is involved the pd is the same pd that did ocn's possessed writers catch tomorrow unemployment benefit romance if you don't know what those things are it's totally fine no one really watched them but they did star some pretty big names so there's something um let's see yeah i guess we'll talk about this this is an update so remember we talked about that show that park min young and so kong jun are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. it's called i'll go to you when the weather is nice so EJ Wook has has joined the <laughs> that cast. Just sounds now, like, that just sounds like every vacation I want to do. Yeah, I'll go to you when the weather is nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Maybe that's what it's about. Um, you heard it EJ here Wook, first. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. EJ Wook is in this. He's joined. Obviously, he's going to be the second lead. Obviously, he's going to be part of the love triangle. He's he's a friend of the lead male. So it's like, oh, if you're a friend of the lead male and you're hot and you're charming second lead syndrome. We already know. Let's just go down that rabbit hole. Girl, Let's already... get our Tumblr gifts ready. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
Um, but I will say I'm excited about this because I'm, I don't know if you've watched anything that he's been in. He's really young, but he was in that WWW show and he, he's in Extraordinary You, which is airing right now. I really like him. Like I'm My just. My Twitter list is in love with him. I, I like him like a lot. Oh. <laughs> like. It looks like my very good friend is into him, too. It's the India stamp of approval. I'm like, oh, like fresh meat, you know, I just get excited. I get excited. It's just like a nice strip of samjapsal. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, and this is a perfect, he's, he's getting a lot of attention. He's got fans. And what usually happens when an up-and-comer has established themselves as someone who has a following, they get a second lead. They're going to be... Second lead it's syndrome. It's the Jisoo disease. Let's just hope that it does not happen to him full-fledged. Yes. There you go. So that's what's happening here. I'm not mad at it at all. I think this drama is going to be... It's on JTBC. So I think this drama is going to be one of those things where the, the drama itself may not be great, but either the chemistry or all of the fan service is going to be worth it. I, I, that's just kind of what happens, you know, especially in Parkman Young stuff. And I love Parkman Young, but let's be real. That's what actually happens. Because I'm telling you right now, when I think about what's wrong with Secretary Kim, I realize I don't remember the plot. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of the plot, but I remember moments. And it's the same thing with, what's the other one? When she was the fangirl, the one she just did with Ryan Gold. Uh, um, See? See what happens? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, oh, her I know somebody's life. screaming. Her private life. Someone's screaming at wherever they're listening to. They're screaming at us. Her private life. I don't, clearly, I don't remember the title and I don't remember the plot. Like, I remember she's a fangirl. I remember Ryan Gold was in it. I remember they had really cute moments. I don't remember a lot of the other things that happened. But I love her. I love her. And it's the same thing for So Kang Joon. I don't remember. Oh the plot for a lot of stuff he's been in but i think that more has to do with the fact that his last few projects have been shit i'm sorry i i I just i wouldn't go that far but they haven't been exactly something to write home about (laughs) so i'm rooting for all of them i say all that i'm rooting for all of them but at the same time i have to be real about what we're going into but anyway that's supposed to air in the first half of 2020 now that's casting stuff out of the way. This is what I really want to talk about. Oh. Because oh. I'm excited about this. So, Studio Dragon. We love Studio oh, Dragon around here at Drama Candy. Like, if you're just joining us, we love Studio Dragon. Now, if you don't know what Studio Dragon is, Studio Dragon is basically the drama production arm of CJ E&M. Or CJ Entertainment, whichever you prefer. Um, and um, they are not the only drama production arm that CJ has, but it's by far the largest. And they have a lot of money. And I'm going to go ahead out on a limb and say, if you have watched a drama on TV and maybe JTBC? Net- yeah, Netflix. if you've watched it, Yo, Netflix, yes. If you've watched a drama, and they, they, it's probably Studio Dragon. Yeah. More than likely, it's Studio Dragon. If it, looks, done stuff, if it looks amazingly pretty, Studio yes. Dragon. If it looks amazing, if it looks like a lot of money went into it, if it it's more than likely Studio Dragon. If it looks Dragon. like an Instagram filter without the ears, it's Studio Dragon. 
perfect. There you go. Exactly. So we love Studio Dragon for many reasons, but those are just some of the reasons. Well, Studio Dragon is understandably making bank and they want to take over the world. That's the next plans for Studio Dragon. So basically, they revealed their third quarter sales, which came to, you know, a little measly $113 million. No big deal. Chump change. No big deal. No big deal at all. Not at all. Which, this is their largest quarter sales since they began. It's the largest they've seen. They saved drama fever. (laughs) (laughs) I think they tried. I'll give them credit. I think they tried. Shit. Um, now they've been airing dramas like we just talked about on broadcast networks, uh, mainly on cable channels as well as Netflix, which has kind of helped in their growth. Um, and they're expecting more growth because they are actually doing TVN's Catch the Ghost and also Crash Landing on You, the new Hunbin drama with Sung Ye Jin. Oh my god, I just saw pictures just... of that today and I was like. Cheryl, can we take a moment? Because I'm just you know what? So if, if we could hold hands right now, we would have a prayer <laughs> circle because oh, it's too much. It's it, it really too much. is too much. And the reason why I say this is because that one movie where he was evil in and she was in, yeah, their chemistry was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. I don't want them to get together, but I want them to get together. <laughs> and you know what? Oh my god! The drama gods heard us. They heard us. At least, yes, like you said, the dramas they heard us. I mean, if that becomes a real life thing, I would I, not I'm be just going to throw but... in the towel and just be like, "I'm done." Listen, and when I say I'm done, it's only going to happen when they get married, <laughs> and for more than two years. So. You know, because I wasn't really, I mean, while I did like the song song couple, Mm. I just, there was something missing with that. With the the song song couple? Yeah. You mean in in dramas or the real life? In real life. Oh, love? Love was missing? Probably love. Yes. (laughs) Probably because you can have no chemistry and be in love. True. But the the song song couple did not have the love love apparently. (laughs) Not enough love to sustain a marriage, no. no. But no. Hyunbin and Song Yejin, whoo. Let me tell you. That is, like, that, is, even... that is a couple where if you saw them, like, walking across the street, you would stop and just stare. That's a couple that you see, cro- like, going across the street, cross the street, and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's the yes. kind of couple they yes. are. Where you're like, oh, of course you two would find each other. Yes. And yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about this that doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing. (laughs) I I don't know why we think that, but it's what we think, and it's I know why I think that. It's true. It's true. Like I I know why I think that. Number one, they're both extremely attractive, and they're attractive in a way that is like just good looking, just like good looking, not like oh my god, you're beautiful, but like that attractive beautiful. Yeah. Like they, they look like two people who live up to the beauty that they show on the screen in real life. Like if you, you see them on the screen, they're beautiful, but if you see them in real life, they are also beautiful. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it's like the type of one where you'd see them walking by and be like, that is just a really good looking person. Really? And, And you just appreciate them for just being good looking. Yeah. You don't really care about anything else. You don't want to be with them. You don't want to, you don't, you just like, 
you are damn good looking. And you almost want to tell them that because they're that good looking. But you don't because it's that yeah, moment cause... is just for you. Okay, yeah. go on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got a little into that. I agree with but... I know. I know I appreciated it because I totally agree. Um anyway, Studio Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Studio Dragon. Great. Studio Dragon, the last we left off, they're making a lot of money. And they plan on making more money. <laughs> And they're not going to save drama fever. (laughs) They're not going to save drama fever. However, they will continue sending stuff to Netflix and they are trying to sign contracts with major U S and Asian countries to remake some of their dramas as well as going into global corporations, productions and distribution. All that means is you guys, it's just, that's just a lot of money. It's just a lot of money. And really big things are happening is what yeah. they're saying. And yeah. That's all I mean, that means. It almost sounds like yeah. they're just going to be the, the news corp slash Fox network of the world <laughs> or, or Korea's version of that because CJ is getting their hands in everything. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. And it's a good way. That's a great way of putting it, Cheryl, because when I saw this, it also reminded me, that TVN's drama Live is getting an American remake. Now, I don't think oh. you've seen Live. Did you see Live? I did I don't know if you not. Saw that. Well, which Live are not. we talking about? The No He Kyung Live, or are we talking about the other one? No He Kyung Live. Well, there's a Live and there's a Life. So I'm trying oh, to figure okay. out which one okay. you're talking about. Okay. okay. Um, this is the No He Queen writer, No He yes. Kyung. This is hers. I stand. So. So always and forever. So they are making an American remake of that. It's going to be on the Fox network. Um, if you do not live in the United States and you don't know what Fox is, Fox is like the CJ of (laughs) Fox is like, it's a broadcast channel, which means it's not, you don't have to have cable to get it, but it's also like the distant cousin of some of the longer running broadcast channels here in the United States. And like, they've had to basically let Fox in, but they don't really like it because if only because Fox has found success, but like in the nineties, Fox was like the distant, the distant cousin. They were the distant cousin. They were the, they were the distant cousin that had roaches at their house. Like that's how they used to treat Fox. Like it was so, it was literally like, (laughs) The big three. So so let's go into some broadcasting history. The big three. So we got CBS, NBC, and ABC. ABC. Mm-hmm. Those were the big three. They've been around mm-hmm. since the 50s. Forever. You know. Especially like, CBS. They, yeah. they were the powerhouses. And mm-hmm. then News Corp, which is um, Rupert Murdoch's company, decided they wanted to get in on the game. Mm-hmm. So they created the Fox Network for years they were called the fourth network. Mm-hmm. They basically only aired a few nights a week. Mm-hmm. So you would have like married with children, the Simpsons and like, um, and late night with our city. Hall. Yeah. We're basically yeah. the only shows that were really getting a rotation, but those shows had such an impact right. that they started making money. And what's interesting is going through like a couple of the history, the history of Fox um, network is that when you had um, ABC, CBS, 
and NBC, those channels were always broadcast-owned channels. But Fox would get leased to channels. So you have some... So they would say, oh, hey, you are the top channel in this... This uh, They would sell themselves to the, the, chop, the, the fourth popular channel on these tele, in these television areas that way they could have an in so like in so basically like in the bay area channel 2 like least fox and you know they had certain controls they're just like hey look priority sports for us so whatever you're doing we're still going to do sports tough crapola mm-hmm. and then as they got bigger they would buy their own you know network stuff but out here, the Fox channel is so popular that they just didn't, or the, the channel that they were on, they just remained leased. But it was such a weird thing because it's like, as Fox started getting popular, you also started seeing other channels come in, like the CW. And was the CW WB? I don't know. But you saw all these was other channels. WB, WB first and then CW. You know, yeah. All mm-hmm. these channels also came in. And the big wait, three, no, it was it was the WB UPN then CW. Yeah, Anyways, go there ahead. we go. Yep. UPN. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and and you guys, that was like some of the best television shows. We got we got like Buffy out of those shows. Was Roswell on UPN? Yeah, no, well not at first. Ros, uh, it was because it was Buffy, Dawson's Creek, Roswell, Felicity. I think Seventh Heaven was in it. That was all WB. Oh, yeah. And then eventually stuff started moving to UPN and then it became CW. And, guys, and the craziest thing is, is that these, you know, the WB, they, they got these channels because they were a popular production company. Because you still have the, the WB or Warner Brothers still make shows for other networks. They this do. is how crazy Hollywood is. Whereas like Riverdale in, is WB. It's, yeah, and, sorry. And it's just crazy because it's like in Korea, SBS makes SBS shows. It was right. never SBS makes an NBC show. And yeah. out here, it would be like ABC's production company could be making something for the Fox network. That's Absolutely. that's how crazy Hollywood is. And that's why I think we have this. That's why I think the competition in Hollywood, while batshit crazy, still makes it competitive. Yeah. It's great. You guys, we're sorry. We went on our TV tangent, but I love talking about TV, oh, so I'm not even oh, mad about it. Um, I, love TV I, I used to work for Fox, so I just love that uh, shit. Yeah, I love TV so much. Anyways, the reason why I was bringing okay, up the reason why I was bringing up the whole Fox, I mean, it is going to be on the Fox network, but Fox, Fox network, especially after you hear that history about it, they've kind of made themselves... Um, you know, they like to say diversified themselves because they have a diverse cast and stuff like that. They like to go through that whole thing. It's kind of urban. Like in the United States, they call it like urban kind of shows that Fox is more willing to show than the other networks. So you've got your empire, you've got your, um, they had a night with a show called 911. I think it's still on. Anyways, they're more likely to have shows that feature a diverse cast. This before Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Like before Shonda Rhimes. So basically this show, which is the adaptation of live in case you forgot, because we went on our tangent This one is going to be set in Washington and tells the story of six interconnected unsung heroes within D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Station, excuse me, Police Department, from the perspective of African-American rookie police officer Darcel Murray. 
That is such a black name and I love it so much. <laughs> um, Sterling K. Brown is oh my God. supposedly cast in this or involved in this. And I'm freaking out. If you don't know who Sterling K. Brown is, just do a Google search or do a YouTube search. You will love him. You should watch This Is Us. He is fantastic a great actor and just like such a great personality. So I'm excited he's in this. And also the script is going to be written by Chris Collins, who wrote the wire sons of anarchy. He wrote John wick three. Like this is insane. Like this is insane. So obviously it is a deal. It's a pilot with penalty, which basically means they're going to write the pilot. They're going to do the pilot. Then Fox is going to decide if they want to go ahead and take it on, if they don't take it on, they have to pay them, which pretty much guarantees that Fox will at least give them maybe a full season. They'll give them a few episodes. It just depends. It depends on if the pilot is crappy. So far, I don't see how that could happen. I just don't see how the pilot could be crappy, but you never know. So I say all this not just because I'm excited, but we, I think it was the last episode or maybe the episode before, I am totally and utterly supportive of dramas asian dramas getting these adaptations because really i'm at a point where i just that that's going to have to be part of the the equation if dramas have any means of surviving um they can't stand on their own it's like internationally they can't stand on their own. yes we can put them on netflix all day long but the people who are watching it on Netflix are not the same people who are watching Stranger Things. Well, that's not true. I watch Stranger Things and I watch <laughs> Some it. Of the, pe- but, the majority of people watching Stranger Things. There we go. Yeah. The majority of people who are watching Stranger Things are not actually watching these dramas that are being put. They're not watching Love Alarm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? it's like, right. No. <laughs> so, you know, the people that are watching dramas on Netflix are people like myself and like Cheryl who already are familiar with dramas it's just it can't be sustained on its own and i hate that but the reality is it's going to rely on adaptations like this but they have to be good adaptations cheryl yeah they can't be crappy i'm tired of that and i've seen adaptations of korean dramas and they're just not good (laughs) and so of course they fail and of course we end up in this thing where it's just like things fall off you know good doctor is based on good doctor doctor. yeah and so it's just but from what i've seen it's very procedural it's it's not like it's not something that i'm particularly interested in but it is getting numbers and people are watching it's great but what's missing from that conversation no one really cares that it's actually based on a korean drama no one's saying that so but the fact that it is and that we know that that's great because it ultimately means even if the public doesn't care that's okay but the people behind the scenes the executives they are going to see that and they're going to be like well this one is based on this international content and it's doing well as an adaptation so maybe we should invest in more content like this and do the same thing so you know those are the things that i'm just kind of like as long as that's happening i'm happy and this this shit right here i'm telling you right now even if it doesn't pan out even if it's one season and then we never see it again at least the potential is through the roof at least they're putting more into it than i've seen them put into other stuff so i'm just i'm so excited i can't take it and it and it i mean Already, I mean, it's no Hee Young. Like, yeah, and and let's let's break it down too. We are looking at a female, a Korean female writer, 
getting an executive credit for a U.S. show. Like, do you think she would ever dream about that? Like, no, not at all. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, like, serious, especially awesome. as a foreigner. This is serious. And I, I hope that more people kind of highlight that because sometimes, you know, we don't necessarily highlight, you know, the, you know, the real stars of something or the real people that will make an am impact. Um, you know, another kind of a show or something similar is Netflix had a film called Okja, which had a really s stellar cast in it. But a lot of the, the media around it really like, you know, focused on Tilda Swinton, Steven Yoon, but you know, the little girl is a little Korean actress was in the majority of the film and she didn't get as much, uh, media as, you know, everybody else, which I'm just like, this is a little girl. She's amazing. And she's in the majority of this film that is wide released internationally. Like it's, it's crazy to me, but you know, it's, these are all steps that we have to take to make, everything more diverse and let people have more opportunities because this again this is an opportunity so we shouldn't take it in a negative way when they don't mention it as much because like you said we know and you know we have the power to tell somebody else hey look you know no he kyung has all these great dramas and you know if you're interested in her work and you like this show and you want to try Korean content it has subtitles check it out there you go and that's that's the point of you know di diversifying and, and it'll lead to opportunities so right so and this happened like not too long after our last episode I feel like but basically there's a there's a rumor saying that Kim Soo-hun is making his drama comeback with TVN's Psycho but it's okay and he's supposed to be playing this character that works in a psychiatric ward. And he meets a woman who resides there. And she's a writer of popular children's books, but she has an antisocial personality disorder, which makes her extremely selfish, arrogant, and rude. And actually, Park Shin Hae is reported to be considering the female lead. But you know what? But you know what? I feel like Park Shin Hate is a catch-all for literally every single drama. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys. So we have this drama idea, okay? And we need a pretty, like, female that has, like, a following that's, like, you know, cool with her because, you know, she's into <laughs> variety shows and she likes, you know, she's, like, cool. And then... But, you know, she's got a history with everybody. So, Park Shin Hae, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear every single time I see a announcement of a drama or something like that, the, if the female lead has not been cast, they're like, Park, Park Shin Hae is considering. And it's like, <laughs> she can't, because she's one person. She cannot possibly consider everything. I, I mean, I can imagine. They probably sent her the script. Oh, yeah. Or the premise oh, or whatever God. they sent her. But it's like, that doesn't mean she's considerate. That but just means Park, you Park got Min it Young to somebody. Park Shin Hae probably get about 40 scripts a year. 
they probably have a team of like three managers each to read each one. And the reject pile is 39 copies. Because <laughs> I'm like looking at the description of the woman. And I'm not saying that Park Shade can't play this. But I'm like, why would she want to? <laughs> why would she want to because do this? Because she has got nothing going on at this second. So... Or here, let's, I mean, let's phrase it like in Korea. Park Shin Hae has received some love calls. <laughs> no, they'll say she's considering many options. And it's just like, ah. Uh... But, anyways, but this drama is it's actually by the same PD that did TVN's Boyfriend and SBS's Jealousy Incarnate. Okay. Which, I'm yeah, into which it. were, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I was mad at one more than the other, but I also these are like big ticket dramas like they get big cast and um, I totally get it I get it why he's doing this um, but it's supposed to be broadcast in the first half of 2020 but again Kim Soo-hun has not confirmed I still think Kim Soo-hun is laid back chilling out max and relaxing like yes send me all the projects because the world is mine right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But, anyways, that's all I got. <sighs> so, Kim Soo Hyun. Kim Soo Hyun. It's like they, send, they sent out that one promo picture, like, he's out of the military and this is what he looks like. And I'm like, so he looks the same. Yeah, he's still fine. Hot, still fine. Hot, I don't know still what. hot. Mm-hmm. So, we're good. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. we see him shirtless, we, we do not know anything about what the military did for him yeah and that's that's really the main problem right i mean (laughs) that's really the mystery we need solved it really is (laughs) we're horrible (laughs) all right we'll leave it all on the table um so we were trying to figure out what to do for this last episode and like i said we're pretty much just i mean well i don't know if i said it here i may say it off mic but we're pretty much looking at this episode as just the everyday normal episode that's how we're treating it you know but we are fully aware shell and i are fully aware that out of all the requests out of all the questions that you guys have asked us while we've done this podcast the main one that always makes its way back around is what are your favorite dramas which ones which Which dramas are your favorite Which dramas would you recommend? I want to know your favorite dramas. I love bread. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh my god. I love bread too. (laughs) Let me go on a tangent real quick. So there's a show called like Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner or something on Netflix. Uh I don't know. It's with David Chang, and he had an episode yeah. with um, Chrissy Teigen where they went to Marrakesh mm-hmm. in Morocco. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where they're just like, the guy's just like, we just have bread with everything. And I was like, I'm going to Morocco. <laughs> I'm going. Bread is great, yo. I mean, and that was just the guy hanging out. He was or like <laughs> serving the food. He's like, we just have bread for everything. As if, <laughs> as if it wasn't an issue at all for other people he's just like oh I mean, it's it's just always there we have great. four kinds of bread deny it yeah on one that's, meal anyways so, so that's why listen that's why i love indian food you can get all the types of the non 
Is it Nan or Nan? Oh, you know what? It's it's, people know. Yeah, my name is India, but that's about as far as it goes, y'all. So, anyways, we thought we would take this opportunity to leave you guys with our top five, maybe more, but top five (laughs) favorite K dramas, Korean dramas. I'm going to say this right now. And I told her I was going to do this, so she can't even be mad at me for this right now, okay? I just want to start off and say, I think the favorite dramas, our top five favorite dramas, our count, any of that stuff, I think it's BS. I, for me, per, I don't mind y'all asking. It, it comes with the territory. It's totally fine. I'm not mad about that. But I have always been very hesitant to commit myself or to marry myself to these top five whatever or top 10 dramas whatever because i guarantee you guys it changes every other year and easily it changes every year there may be three that always stay right there on the top but any other it just changes all the time so i say this with for me personally sharing this list here this is just the list right now y'all if you check in maybe even six months from now it could be different so please, please do not commit me to this, but I, I, I have no problem sharing it. But at the same time, there's a reason why I do not do this because every single time I make a list about anything, it just becomes a thing where people are all like, but she said you like this. And I'm like, well, and now I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways, I also, I, I don't, I don't, I don't actually look at countdowns. I don't look at my own countdown for favorite dramas i also don't look at other people's um countdowns for their favorite dramas because it's all subjective and like i said it changes for me so i just want to put that out there please don't kill me if you check in a year from now you're like it's totally different and i'm like yeah i know i know people change oh my god what a concept people change people change all right um how do we want to do this do we want to start from the bottom to the top or from the top to the bottom man i didn't even put them in an order so oh okay that's that's just me i don't know i don't know how to do this really because well i totally agree with you um Mm -hmm. but what's funny about my list is that like it's all older dramas (laughs) yeah no you know what that's a great point because i should also say this a lot of times when I do lists like this, I look at it from the point of view of not so much like, oh, like I just really enjoyed it and here's how I rank it or anything. I more look at it as like, what dramas stay with me so much that I use it as a measuring stick mm-hmm. for other dramas Absolutely. that I choose and that I watch. So this is like, it, like basically all of these dramas, they pretty much everyone involved with them if they pop up on anything else i'm gonna want to watch it every single time whether it's it could be the uh the actors the cinematographer the director it could be the freaking person that swept the floors i'd probably (laughs) like oh you swept the floors for that drama oh okay yeah i'll check it out (laughs) yeah it's that crucial so oh they use a swiffer yeah So, well, let's do this. Let's, so you didn't do any type of ranking. Well, let's just, right. let's just name off. Let's just each name off one until we get to our five. How about that? So you, you name one and then I'll name one. How about we do that? Okay. 
I want to be, I want it to be a reveal instead of just like naming it off all at once. I want to really put people through a lot. You're just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to just list them off. Cause I feel like that takes away the magic of it all. What it's been a long mean? time coming, Cheryl. This has been a long time long coming. T- we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> But anyways, you do the honors. What's your um, first one? Uh, this should be of no surprise to a lot of our regular listeners that mm. I would put City Hall on this list, mm. which is also a half surprise because I'm not a big fan of Kim Un Suk at all. Because mm. um, y'all know I like the color of Kim Un shit. I'm sorry. It's that's if that's going to be my legacy on Drama Candy, that's fine. You do not have to apologize for anything. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um. Should we give a little bit of details or? Yeah, no, okay. no, no. Let's, I'm telling you, let's give it to them okay. because, okay. So you know, here we go. So, long time coming. <laughs> so City Hall is written by Kim and Suck. It was uh, shown in April of, April through July of 2009. I had become a fan of dramas later that year. And the person that had influenced me to watch dramas is India. So, <laughs> but. You know what's I, so funny you know what's so funny? Real quick, what's so funny about that is you say that, but I don't remember much about City Hall at all. No, and that's but, so funny. Uh, now let me tell you the reason why I watched City Hall because right. India loved um, my name is Kim Sam- Samsoon so much. I was right. like Kim Sanas in this drama. You know, India likes her. I'm going to watch this drama. I so, got you. Okay. Um, gotcha. So I watched this drama a couple of months into 2010. So it had already been out for a while. Let me tell you, back then, let's be real, super hard to watch dramas. Um, super duper hard. But I downloaded this drama and I've watched it multiple times. But here's the here's the thing, and we've just we've mentioned this before with um, uh, Kim Eun Suk. She writes scenes. Yeah. And City Hall has some of my f- favorite scenes to go back to. If I want to see um, a beautiful marriage proposal, I go to that marriage proposal scene. Because it was just like, it was sweet. And basically, so let me just kind of explain City Hall real quick. It's a, it's very much the Cinderella trope. You t- take, um, you know, this kind of okay looking woman and she like becomes pretty and captures the eye of this asshole dude that's not really cinderella but anyways chesung Wong <laughs> is and i think this is one of his first dramas because he was known for movies i guess before this he wasn't necessarily a drama person mm-hmm. um let me let me just read the synopsis that I found online. Oh, wow. You, I didn't know you were going. I didn't know she was going this deep, y'all. Okay, go. I, I'm just, I'm not. It's, it's, go, 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 I, I'm, go. I'm not going to go super into it. But because I've said a couple of things wrong. Actually, okay, so here it is. She was a low-ranking secretary, and then she decides to work her way up to become a mayor. And so, um and then as she works her way up, she meets uh, Cha Sung Won's character and he eventually falls for her. Um, this drama benefited from a great like extended cast of characters, which were fun and quirky and also kind of silly at the same time. Um, but again, this 
this drama for me really highlighted scenes. Like I remember when they all went out to have chicken and beer together, um, or when she applied for something like this beauty pageant thing and, and how the girl kind of made fun of her. Like, I just remember all these things and it's a drama that if I want to feel, you know, like good about something, I watch the last like 10 minutes of an episode of the last episode where it's, it's like back in the, back in those days of dramas, they would have like little extra scenes or bloopers or whatnot. And like this extra scene, it was like, um, the character, they, they've gotten married and he wins an election or he's trying to win an election and she's blowing him kisses. And it's just, it's cute and adorable. And it just makes me so happy. So mm. if there's any Kim and Suk drama that I'm going to recommend, it's always going to be City Hall. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, 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 um, one thing I will give Kim and Suk about that drama and unfortunately, I feel like um, she's kind of fallen off on this point. I think City Hall was one of the few examples of her allowing a lead female character to be consistently, I hate to use this word, but consistently strong or at least consistently like independently thinking throughout the entire drama, which doesn't always happen. I think I think a lot of times she writes her female characters that start out that way. And then as the romance goes, all of a sudden it's just like these women, they're just like, all of a sudden there's nothing in their head. And it's all, and I'm like, what's happening? Where are you girl? Where are you? <laughs> and so in city hall, I felt like that kind of continued. I mean, there were some moments, but yeah, I, I, yeah. As you were talking, some things were coming back. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I actually did rank mine, even though it's, it's useless. The ranking is, but <laughs> Um, I actually, so my number five, and keep in mind, Cheryl did not rank hers. I ranked mine just because that's just how my brain works. Um, I actually had two that tied and mainly because they were both musical dramas that I always seem to come back to. The two that I have tied for five is Shut Up Flower Boy Band and I Am Legend. Um, now they're two. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about those. Yeah, those are, those are, and it's so, it's so odd, Cheryl, because the people that worked on these shows, not necessarily the actors, but like the people behind the scenes, you don't really hear a lot from them after these shows. I mean, the guy that directed Shit of Flower Boy Band, I think he went on and did like a couple of films or something like that, but they haven't really done a lot afterwards. And it's so sad because I'm like, what is the deal? Like, I don't know, because I feel like both of these dramas were very musical. They had totally different setups, but it was essentially about people in a band going through life stuff and having their musical life to deal with some hard hitting life stuff. And one is really angsty. And then the other one is more about like finding yourself again after you've lost yourself and whatever your marriage you know, your, your work life, whatever it is. And I feel like both of those dramas in conjunction can apply to your entire life. And then they also put in some music in it, which I thought was really, really fantastic. Some of the most fantastic soundtracks. Yeah. 
it's it's awesome and i think those these are two i always say i think they're incredibly underrated and i i don't think these came out the same year i'll I'll double check that but ultimately i'm like i feel like both of these had an effect on me because i was totally and completely hooked every single week there was never a time where i was like "Mm, i could check in with that next week Mm -hmm. or "Mm, i don't think i'm in the mood no i was there i would be at work at work downloading i shouldn't have been doing it but i would be like downloading these episodes because i couldn't wait screw the subtitles i have to watch this so those are those are the two that instantly come to mind where i'm just kind of like they were musical but more than that they really did deal with life stuff that even if you haven't gone through that stuff you still find relatable because it was like like one like shut up flower boy band was young guys like i think they were yeah they were still in high school even yeah, though they, they looked like school. they they were out of high <laughs> they were school, in high school even yeah. though yeah even though they definitely looked like they should have been in college maybe maybe just living oh God, in their own apartment oh, somewhere that one guy in the other band oh jeez <laughs> like, he was like 29 when he did shut up oh, gosh <laughs> good lord yeah yeah it was very 90210 kind of feels but but it was definitely like it's like be shut a flower boy man is about finding yourself i am legend is about finding yourself again that's the best way i can i can put it and then like you said like a great soundtrack and i felt like the, the direction was really there the writing was there um yeah i can look back on those dramas and be like yeah this was good so that's my five that's my my tie at my five all right what's your next one um look at me i'm like i don't have them in any order but whatever um so one that I kind of like put together is because they were mm-hmm. both Hong sister dramas and these were like the Hong sister dramas that like have stayed with me throughout the years. And mm. the first one's going to be Your Beautiful, which is actually like the second drama I've ever watched. Um, and that came out in 2009. So I actually watched it as it was ending. Mm, um, okay. So... Um, I think like when I started watching it, they had one episode left. So, and I was brand new to drama watching and I was like, this is what it's like to wait for stuff. Oh my God. Um, so, and that one was the Hong sisters. And of course, <laughs> Park Shin Hye. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. Of course. She had nothing planned that year. So she did this <laughs> drama. Um, you know, and also one of the most, like, out of those years, probably one of the most popular second lead syndrome things was uh, Young Hua in his role. Mm-hmm. But also Hong Ki, because Hong Ki was kind of like this sweet, sweet character. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those uh, kind of gender bender roles where Park Shin Hae obviously played a guy, you know, and mm-hmm. it's such a stupid concept. But it's, it's, it's sold. It's sold. Okay. Yeah. No, but absolutely. Back in those days, like there was coffee prints in this one. I prefer this one over coffee prints because coffee prints, let's be real, you guys, it lasted a little too long. Yeah. It just, you could skip a good four episodes and still feel like you didn't miss anything. Um, it's true. Um, I forgot. Uh, Jung, Jung Suk. Jung Suk. Yeah. was the mm-hmm. lead. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a lot of pretty guys, a lot of bands. A lot of, and also music because they actually had to like release the song because it got so popular like from mm-hmm. angel angel mm-hmm. okay <laughs> um but that was my first hong sisters drama so i was just like 
that was like the first and that's why I continue to at least attempt to watch everything that they do because another great show that they did was The Greatest Love, which went with my Chesson Wan thing where I'm just like, I love Chesson Wan. And um, that was like, uh, that happened about a year or two later in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. And that's when my love affair with Gong Hyo Jin started because let me tell you, I just watch everything that she's in. I yeah, Or at least great. try to watch everything that she's in. Because sometimes the, there's some boring stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. She's wonderful. But she's wonderful. And mm-hmm. this, you know, she'll be making another appearance on my list. <laughs> because let's oh, be real. You know what I love about You're Beautiful is as soon as you said it, uh, You're Beautiful is not on my list, but as soon as you said it, I instantly thought of some of the funniest scenes in there and I almost started laughing and you would have thought I was insane if I actually laughed <laughs> as hard as I was laughing like there like in, it's an instant recall it's like I know exactly what scenes that made me laugh the hardest that had me on the floor dying and that was 2009 Cheryl 10 years ago oh it's so crazy right I think it's one of I I always people because people always also ask the question what should beginning drama watchers watch and i always say you're beautiful You're beautiful every time exactly every and, time and like you know my first one was boys over flowers right i'm so happy that you're beautiful was my second one because if it was not i probably would have not continued <laughs> it's true yeah and i mean that's granted, crazy. i mean you gave me a lot of good recommendations you know when we yeah. met so it was just yeah. like but if i did it on my own i would have been like oh this is so boys over flowers is all right you know but I was, it's, that was the same year though, wasn't it? That was the same year. Yes. That's crazy. That's a lot to take in in the same year. Yeah. Because they both had lives of their own. Both of them. Because Honey or Dong, I mean, um, Boys Over Flowers was already a franchise, but I think like the Korean, Boys Over Flowers, the Korean adaptation of it gave it a whole new life and it turned into a whole new thing. And those people that are still in the show still have careers to this day. And then you have You're Beautiful, and you can say the exact same thing. The only difference was You're Beautiful was its own thing. its own. It turned into its own franchise. Um, and what's funny is when I first saw You're Beautiful, I knew Hong Sisters did it, so I was going to watch it. But I thought it was going to be a ripoff of Hani Kimi, or Hana Kimi, excuse me. Oh, okay. And it wasn't. And I was so excited because Hana Kimi is, um, in case you don't know, Hana Kimi is a uh, Japanese show. They did a live ad- adaptation of it. It's based on a manga, but it is like a gender swap kind of idea to it. But it is not the same as your beautiful, but it, you could almost say it's almost in the same vein as like how original and how funny and how entertaining it was. So I thought your beautiful was going to be a ripoff of it and it is not. So I'm like, I'm so excited about that. Cause I'm like, Oh, thank God. Hung sisters weren't lazy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, yeah. And now I have all the good memories about You're Beautiful now. That's funny. I know. It's almost worth a rewatch. I think I yeah. have it. I think I have it on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then another thing about The Greatest Love is that you and Na was in that as well. And I think um, if you look back at, like, her history of being, like, you know, the second lead and stuff, she has a lot of really good, consistent roles that she was a part of. And that was one of them. That's true. She found her, she found her place very early on. Um, my next one is fight for my way, That's which, a good one. yeah, I love fight for my way. I love the fact. So I, as I was saying earlier, normally these lists, each 
drama that top these lists for me are usually dramas that I turn to and are like the foundation for my choices for other things. Fight my fight for my ways was like I did not expect anything from it, Cheryl. Oh, like I was, was like I didn't expect anything either. Yeah, I was like this is ridiculous because it, it seems so like the best way I could put it, it seemed too slice of life. It seemed like because I like slice of life, excuse me, slice of life dramas. But sometimes when your slice of life drama is just about people going to the grocery store and just living the same life that we all live, I'm like, I'm not doing this. You wrote a script for this, okay? But Fight for My Way was like genuinely charming, and they didn't waste any time, and we got to the romance, and it was just so much fun to watch. And so now I kind of use it as my example, where I'm just kind of like, oh you know, fight for my way seemed like it was going to start off boring or it was going to be boring. And then I was surprised by it. This new drama seems like it's going to be boring, but maybe I'll be surprised by it. Like I, now I'm willing to give other dramas that sound similar to fight for my way a little bit more of a shot. So it made me a little more open-minded and I'm always grateful to it. Now it doesn't always pan out obviously, but it's still one of those things where I'm like, okay, like got to give other other dramas a shot even if it sounds horrible or it sounds boring so fight for my way is definitely on up there and um i would go so far as to say like it officially made me a what's his name is it park so june yes yeah it officially made me his fan that was the you one know what's interesting about this particular drama is that like a lot of people's you know speak of park so june's you know dramas and roles but yeah. they almost always never mention this one which never. is startling to me because this yeah. drama is so good and yeah. it it's also kind of eye-opening because you know we have a new relationship you know with the the main characters and then we had that secondary relationship where that girl really that young woman she's not a girl that young woman needed to really find her place Mm-hmm. And she was also fighting for her way. So it's yeah. kind of interesting to, you know, hear people just fawn over Park So June, but never, ever mention this drama because this drama is one of his best dramas, in my opinion. I agree. I, agree. I- completely under degree and he like had his body i know i know it sounds shallow but he had his body in a place that i was like oh like he's really committed to this role because he played a boxer yeah and he's just like okay like he's really committed to this so i think he what you're saying i think he knew that this was slightly different than what he normally does and maybe he knew that people may be like oh well this is different i don't know how i feel about this so he really committed to it but i totally agree and you're right people do not bring this up and i don't understand it i think but what i will say is like when i remind people when i say like oh fight for my way everyone is like oh yeah that was a good one but you're right it doesn't come up it's everything it's the ones that come up are the ones where he's playing the rich boss or the guy in the suit or the guy that thinks he's the best thing in the world and you'll never tell him anything other and he's you know it's always the what do, what do they call that it's always like the the heir to the throne kind yeah. of feeling so i'm just like and i get that he does that well but i just don't think it packs as much punch as him just playing a regular dude you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. just playing a regular dude. Just out here. ramen on the regular and, there you, go. you know, sleeps on a futon or something. Yeah. And it's like regular, like who's crazy about his girl. Like, I think another reason why I like fight, my, fight for my way is it's very Rocky to me. And I love Rocky. 
And I'm like, oh, of course it speaks to me because I love Rocky. But anyway, <laughs> that's mine. What's your next one? Um, this is also another one of this should this shouldn't be a surprise. Um, it's okay. That's love. I mean. <sighs> It's happened. This is our first one we match on. This is the first one. But no, anyone who's listened to Drama Candy, you should not be shocked. You should not be shocked at, at all. all. Not at all. Anyway. At all. Um, this drama, wow. So this is, oh, God, 2011. Um, and, of course, written by No Hee Kyung. Uh, the main stars of this drama, Joe and Sung. I just love him. Always, and also, you know. My favorite, one of my favorite actresses, Gong Hyo Jin, of course. There you go. There you um, go. This drama was so good because not only was it well written and had a, a really complex subject matter, it also had a stunningly good soundtrack that just fit the drama and made it into this complete package. Where I, I I don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, and again, you hear those songs and you see the scenes. And there's so many, like, actors that are in this that are still around today. Like, everybody, I just, there's, oh, it's so it's good. It's so good. <laughs> It's it's overwhelming and so good. It's just and it I, came together know, so well. Oh, sorry, I know. No, some, go ahead. I know some people like didn't feel it as much as we did, but you know I get it. Yeah, but for the few of us that just think this is just amazing, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. And you're right. There's a lot of, I think there are some people who have, who are drama candy fam who have said like, it's not my thing. And that's totally fine. I do think this is one of those dramas. You either like it or you don't. Yes. And a lot of it is because it does deal with, like you said, it does deal with some really hard stuff and it deals with things that, um, maybe seem ridiculous. Um, and of course it's a drama. There are some things that are kind of over the top, but there are there are certain aspects of it where it's just kind of like if you're not on this ride, if you don't you don't want to take this ride with it, I totally get it. It's hard. There are some things that are just hard to deal with. Um, but I think they did a great job. One thing that I love about it, besides the soundtrack, like you said, because it is perfect. Um, one thing that I always say about it's okay, it's love that I absolutely adore is that one issue that I have with not just dramas, but like content as a whole is whenever you have a character that has a mental illness, they are one of two things. They are either the villain or they are either a problem that everybody wants to get rid of. There's very rarely an in-between. And I feel like in It's Okay, It's Love, they talked about mental illness, obviously, and there is the reality that people who deal with mental illness are people who have people that care about them and don't want to see them in that pain. And it does, their mental illness doesn't just affect them. It affects everyone that cares about them. And I feel like it's okay. It's love definitely explored that and also gave us 
a little insight into what someone with mental illness is going through and why they're going through that. And so if you don't like that, I totally, that's why I say, I totally get it. It's disturbing. It's, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. The, and like especially that, that scene, you know, like, uh, in the bathroom, like that yeah. bathroom scene where it was just like, you kind of don't believe that it's happening because yeah. K dramas put you in this kind of fluffy place most of the time. Yeah. But it was done in such a way that it was like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. And here, here's a picture of it happening. And yeah. I think uh, the PD, I don't know who the PD was, but Nohee Kyung and the PD came together and did it beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and carefully, I should say. Yes. I, yes. I, I think there were some moments where they were careful. I will say I'm not a doctor, so I am not a psychiatrist, so I don't know as far as the depiction of mental illness, I can't sit here and say like, Oh, they definitely handled that really well. It's maybe if I was talking to a doctor, they may disagree. They may, I don't know, especially when it comes to stuff like this, like a drama can't be completely accurate. So there may be some people who say like, Oh, the way they handled it was just over the top. And it made people think maybe, yeah. but at the same time, I think everyone, I think anyone who deals with mental illness deals with it in a different way. Cause it's based on traumas. It's based on environment. It's based on whatever else is going on. So I don't think there's one way to show it, but at the same time, like you said, where they, they were careful in that they did not make the person with mental illness be the villain, but they also didn't make the people that cared about them be the villain either. It wasn't a, you have a mental illness, but you need to get your S together. It wasn't that it was all right. You're having a mental breakdown because of these traumas we're going to be here we're going to help you you've got to get help though we're not going to just do keep going on we love you but we're not going to keep going on as if nothing's mm-hmm. the problem but then also and that was the other part i liked about the also the other part was but also everybody else is going to live their life too because if you're dealing with someone who's sick it's really easy to get caught up in their sickness and then completely forget about yourself and I'm like, they, they handled that well as well. It's like, yeah, we're going to make sure you're okay. But also like, I'm going to go and take advantage of this great opportunity. That means I'm going to be gone for a year and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. It was like, it's, and they came back together at the end and there was all love there and it was, they went on with their lives and we got a happy ending out of it. Yeah. It and I think it was a lot of it was a, about living, living. Yeah. Like you have yeah. this like, you know man with like kind of a debil- debilitating disorder which Dio played heartbreakingly yeah. well and you go through like how he was there and the acceptance and the growth and, and what not and then at the same time you see a man also falling in love and not knowing how to deal with his feelings you know, at the same time. So it's, it's a drama. It's, it really is like kind of a quintessential drama when it comes to heavy mental illness themes and also quintessential soundtrack. It was kudos to that soundtrack because I listened to that soundtrack for a good two, three years straight. Oh I still <laughs> listen to it. I still listen to it. It pops up my little OST, whatever soundtrack. Cause Spotify has a lot of OST stuff, by the way, but my little playlist for it, it's still on there. It still pops up. And I'm like, oh, 
this drama will never leave my life and i'm so happy about i it. know <laughs> <sighs> um let's see my next one here <laughs> another oh hey young <laughs> What year? What year is this? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 2000. Oh gosh, sorry, my printer is my printer has come alive back here. I don't know. It's it's recalibrating. I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> good lord. So another. Oh hey, young. This was a. Sorry, y'all. If y'all hear my printer, I apologize. Um, this was another one where you either like it. Or you don't like it. And I talk, I'm i crazy about it, but I've talked to people where they're like, eh, it was okay. Eh, whatever. And I'm like, fair enough. But another way, Oh Hey Young was one of those situations where, of course, I was going to watch it because Eric's involved. I mean. Dadoy. But <laughs> I love the fact that I got to watch it and I ended up, I came in for Eric and I got to stay for so much more than Eric. Like, to the point that it just was like, I love you, Eric, but you just happen to be here. I'm actually here for far more than the fact that you're here. And one of the main reasons why I stayed there was because I love the message of Oh Young wasn't trying to be anyone else, even if the world was trying to tell her, you know, it would be so much easier if you were like this other Oh Young, if you were likable and if you were pretty and if you were this, you should be this, if you should be that. And she already had come to the conclusion mm-hmm. like, okay, that's not me. And I, that's never going to be me. And that's okay. And yes, we have the same name, but we're two different people. And I clearly see that you prefer that Oh Young than this Oh Young, but I'm just going to be over here and you figure that out. And I just, I love that. I think there, I think there's always going to be versions of ourselves that we think we could be in order to be likable or to mm-hmm. be the people, the, what people want us to be. But ultimately it's like a waste of time. And that's not, if that's not really who you are. And I love that about the show. And then also like, I just love the fact that like it cut to the chase it cut all the fat. It was just like we're going straight to the meat of this all. I didn't really have to wait for huge um, cliffhangers. And come on, the makeout session in the alley. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a little aggressive, but I mean, really, really. <laughs> that was great. And then we talk about soundtracks. That was a great soundtrack as well. Let me tell you something. Anytime Ben is on a soundtrack, oh, that's about to be hot. That's about to be a hot soundtrack. That is what I've learned. <laughs> I think she was on a Yeah, you love her. <laughs> I do love her. I think she's fantastic. And every single time she pops up, I'm like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. The soundtrack <laughs> is, is fire. I haven't even heard it. And well, I already know. So, yeah. So, that's mine. That's my next one. What's your next one? Um, my next one is... You know, this this drama had a couple of names. Um, I'm going to go with the most popular one, Sassy Go-Go. Oh, okay. And this one kind of always goes in and out of my favorites. But I think one of the main reasons I like it, and it's probably kind of along the same lines as of It's Okay, That's Love, is that they bring something that is not really talked about 
a lot in dramas. And then when, when they have a good actor do it, Jisoo, it's just amazing. And it's heartbreaking at the same time. But this, mm. this can't... So I, I watched it because Jisoo was in it. I mean, I mm -hmm. watched Angry Mom and I was just like... Is this like who is this who is tall this drink of little little morsel of a guy that <laughs> they I mean if if any of y'all watch Angry Mom you know for a hot second they were just like maybe we should couple them up and then everybody was like what the fuck are we thinking <laughs> <laughs> he is a child and they were right he is a child nothing ever came of it he just basically they started they ended up doing a crush thing which mm -hmm. totally fine <laughs> anyways um yeah i mean i have nothing else to say about like sassy go go except it's just a whole bunch of cheerleaders you know trying to do their thing <laughs> and you yeah. know it's jung and ji and Won gun but for me it was just it was really about jisoo and like you know how he was just a very angry character and you know, but he had his best friend and he also liked the girl and it was like this kind of interesting triangle. But, um, I have nothing else more to say about it. It's just like a drama that I like think about every now and then. Cause I'm just like, oh, that was a good little drama. And literally it was a little drama. It was only 12 episodes. So yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, you watched it and then you were done. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had, I agree with you. I had fun with that one. Um, I, but, you know, I love Jung Eun Ji, like, period. Like, in my head, she's one of my best friends. She's just great. You know, I love her anyways. But I did feel like that was a concept that nobody really tried before. Because I don't, I don't know how popular cheerleading is in South Korea. I don't think it's that popular. I don't, I don't think, think it's so. popular at all. <laughs> no. The so, outfits, I mean, I, the outfits are popular. That's... I gotcha. I got you. So it was fun to kind of see it. And it was a fun, fun little drama. I was like, huh, okay, I'm down. So, yeah. Um, so my last one, is that what we are? Are we on the last one? We're, we're on the last one. Almost oh, wow. the last one. I have one wow. more and you have one. Or... Oh, I'm on my last one now. All right. My name is Kim Samsung. <laughs> Always I mean, and forever. I mean, you know, that's just, let, let, let's every, be real. City Hall is always going to be on my list and Samsung's always going to be on yours. Yeah. Everything, as far as my drama lifestyle is concerned, it stems from not, my name is Kim Samsung. From the actors to the writing, to the tone, to the soundtrack. You want to talk about a classic soundtrack? That's a classic soundtrack right there. Oh it's, my god. It literally set me up for everything. Yes. Drama related. Yes. It set me up for everything. Even the theme. The theme of just be yourself and be ambitious and go after what you want and everything else will come to you. That's all there. And it's okay to be loud or... Well, they used to say, I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable saying they used to call her, she, they said she was overweight and she did put on, Kim Soon, I did put on weight for this. I didn't think she was overweight, but I'm like, you know, the whole idea at that time, keep in mind, this is like what, 2000, 
2003, 2004, maybe around that time. I got to look it up. But it was like one of those times where it's just like, if you weren't a size two, four, six or something like that, then you were just kind of considered overweight, whatever. But she put on weight for this. And the fact that I should say the person leading this, the actress leading this was not a traditional weight for actresses in these shows. I think that was huge. The fact that it did the numbers that it did, even if it didn't do the numbers that it did ratings wise, it was still a great show. It was still fun to watch. And I found myself laughing. I'm not going to say crying because I don't really cry, but I will say that this was one of the dramas where I was like, Oh, you can get all this from one drama. Oh my gosh. I got to keep going with this. And granted now I know Getting all that from one drama is very rare, but it's good to know that's the possibility. Like, that's when I, I sit back and I'm like, well, if Kim Soon-ha can do, not Kim Soon-ha, if Kim Sam-soon can do it, other dramas can do it. And I'm like, even on this list, another Oh Hey Young is frequently called another version of My Name is Kim Sam-soon frequently and there's a reason why i mean it's all the same themes it's all the same sort of the same idea so of course it's on my top five so like it's, it's it always comes back hunbin is still my number one forever and always kim suna is still my number one forever and always i'm so glad they still have careers i'm so glad that i can bet my money on them it's all there everything if you ever be like oh why do you like this drama well it's something to do with kim suna it's like seven de- what is that seven degrees where i'm just kind of like well i like this drama because this person was in this who's connected to this person yes. then there and now the six degrees this person of kevin was, bacon <laughs> yes six degrees yeah it's like six degrees of my name is kim samsoon which is just kind of like if i like a drama more than likely there's something having to do with my name is kim samsoon <laughs> i mean every time if it all links up, don't deny it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Kim Simpson was a perfect drama. It was not. There's some things that I disagree with it now that I'm older. But overall, that's that one. That's my one. Period. What's yours? <laughs> You're so cute. You say it with your chest. You're like, that is I do. One. I'm so proud of it. Thanks. I'm so proud of it. Like, like that was the... Because you have to understand, when I... Before I got into dramas, I was watching Asian film. And every and everywhere that I went, people were like, oh, you should check out this. And I'm like, well, what is it? They're like, oh, it's a drama. And I'm like, how long is that? They're like, oh, it's like 16 episodes. And it's this. and I'm like, you want me to spend 16 hours <laughs> right? watching? And it was more like 18 to 20 because these episodes were like an hour and 10 minutes. Now they're like an hour and a half. What the fuck, Korea? exactly so i'm like i even at that time and i'm this is someone i love tv clearly i've made that very clear to this but i love tv but i'm like at the time i'm like i'm trying to watch these asian films and i'm still watching american television and i got all the stuff i need to watch i don't have time and then winter sonata came and then another drama came i think was it sorry i love you i can't remember it was another classic one and then my my name is kim samson was like my third drama third korean drama that i watched and i was like yeah i'm in it i'm in it yeah i mean it's it's like city hall for me which oddly enough kim sana hmm. Hmm. And, and that was my, a theme. I, I think that was my third drama too so was it 
it is what it is. Maybe the third drama is the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> let at Drama Candy on Twitter know, what was the third drama you watched? And do you still like it? Like, we like our third drama. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question. It is a good especially, question. Especially, and that's another good point, especially, like, sometimes the first, the, the first dramas that you watch, either the drama that got you hooked on dramas you may look back on it and be like, I don't like it anymore. I liked it at the time and I don't like it anymore. I wonder if that happens a lot too. Cause I feel lucky to be able to say like, I still like my name is Kim Samsung. Like I can look back on it and be like, Oh no, this is still, still good. I look back on some dramas that I used to like a lot and be like, Ooh, <sighs> I know. I know. Ooh, ouch. What yeah. was I thinking? <laughs> and that's, and that's just all about growth and just, yeah. new. and it's like, it's okay to like, like things one time and you know, move on from them that's the yeah. beauty of life you know you grow we make, we make mistakes <laughs> yeah you grow yep um okay so i guess this would be my last one because okay um and this is an interesting one for me but this is one where i still watch this drama like maybe once every year or so and i don't know why because it's a melodrama but secret love affair really okay and i think it's just i there's just so much wrong in this drama (laughs) but it's beautifully filmed and you know basically we have a secret affair between a peer and a student um the peer being uh kim what is it kim hie who is fantastic actress Mm -hmm. and Yuayin, who I also love Um, the director and the writer also did another drama that I really liked and that's Heard It Through the Grapevine which is a very dark comedy and that's also another drama that people either really don't like because it is that that drama is specifically like that drama specifically concentrates on the moments that have little to no dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's right. very, and both of these dramas are very musically like the, the soundtrack of the actual show is very important to how the mood is played. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I like it so much because it's just like, I could hear the strings or the piano of certain scenes and, you know, um, Yuan's character plays like, a very gifted pianist so um he's playing you know there's a lot of piano music in here and and what not a lot of piano music a lot of piano like that's you know what's wrong with me anyways um so yeah and what's interesting is that like you know i'm looking at the history like um the writer jung sung ju and the director an pan suk have only done three dramas together and they all look similar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They all have the same kind of like soundtracks happening and all have like this kind of black comedy aspect. Um, And also a very like class aspect, you know, um, in this one, like Kim Hye, Hye is there's a lot of like rich people problem shit going on. And then you have this poor kid that, you know, falls in love with her, you know, because he doesn't have much going on in his life. But, you know, catches the eye of this woman. So it's just some batshit crazy stuff. But it's just beautifully done. 
and I love it. I don't know why. I just do. I just love, I love the way it looks. There's just a lot of beautiful um, cinematography in it. Yeah, it is beautiful. It was acted very well as well. Like the acting was fantastic, which shouldn't even be, it's not even shocking considering who was involved. But yeah, that was, you're right. It does rely very heavily on the subtleties, but I'm, 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 I'm actually surprised they came in as number as well. You didn't rank yours, but um, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I, I knew you liked it, but I didn't know you liked it that much. Oh, I love it. It was in like top five. <laughs> I, I, I got it, you. I have it downloaded somewhere. <laughs> it's it's download worthy. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. She did another one. I think with the same team. With the same team, it was called like it was called Wife's Temptation. Yeah, I the, think. that was the first one. A Wife's Credentials. Or White's Credentials, that one was really good. Yeah. But what's so interesting is in that one, in Secret Affair, she was kind of, for me, I, not everybody interprets it the same way, and I think that's the point, but for me, I felt like she was kind of trash in A Secret Affair. For for leading him into that situation, he was so he was so pure and so young, and for leading him into this, which he knew it was going to crash and burn, mm-hmm. and like I was like, oh, you're kind of trash for this. But in a wife's credentials, she was kind of like the wife who was kind of put upon, and so it was like, yes, yeah, she had an affair, but also her husband is trash. So it's like it kind of evens out. But yeah, I mean, she's um, that's a good team. I hope they do something else together. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it, y'all. We've given the we've given. The list, that's our list. We're done. It'll probably change. <laughs> You'll see us on Twitter and be like, mm, I think this is our new our new top dramas right here. <laughs> so you should do that. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's been a wonderful S- three years. Whatever. Uh, let's not even <laughs> concentrate on the number. I don't even want to think about the number. Like, let's not even go there. But what I will say is, like, thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's, I don't want to leave without saying that because you really didn't have to. And we appreciate you doing that. Well, I'm not going to say we, I won't speak for you, but I appreciate you doing that. And, um, cause I know you have other things to do and you certainly, God, how many podcasts are out there right now? Thousands so upon many, thousands. You know, and when we started, there was just like a few and now there's so many and so we're Crap. so, uh, I don't want to say thankful, but we're so appreciative about like all the support that we've gotten from other podcasts and, you know, people saying how much they enjoyed us, you know, it's just like, I mean, I know I'm real sappy when I come, come to it. It's just like, we just do this for fun. You know, we're just two friends that like talking about it and, you know, we'll still talk about it. Just not record it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the only difference. And you know, yeah. and it's just like life, you know, ebbs and flows. And so we're just, you know, doing other things that, you know, it's just, it's just how life works. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, you guys can still find us. Listen, the accounts will still be up as far as, I, well, we probably should have talked about this off mic. I mean, our, our personal now, accounts. For now, all yes, of our, our accounts are up. <laughs> our personal, yes, personal Twitter accounts will still be up as far as I know. We will got, we'll keep you guys updated as far as any changes as far as the um, accounts for Drama Candy. Um, just keep a lookout. You don't have to unsubscribe, like unfollow or anything like that. If you want to, you can. It's 
it's fine. But um, we'll keep you updated as much as we can. So, yep. all right. Well, we hope you guys have a great tomorrow, holiday, 2019, <laughs> all that good stuff. Future, you know, and all yeah. that. And again, we're, you know, happy that you took time out of your lives to even listen to us for like a second, you know. Yeah. Because like India said, you didn't have to. And, you know, we just appreciate it. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the Twitters around. <laughs> we'll see you around. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I mean, we can. Ah, fuck it. We won't be back. So I'm just like, eh. Um... <laughs>